Welcome to Ford in Vegas, a pro wrestling podcast with two friends who hate each other. I'm Ford, and I'm joined by my worst friend, Vegas. Vegas? Yes, I hate your guts. Beautiful. If you are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Come on, don't be shy. This show in podcast form is ad-free for just $3 a month, which goes to supporting the show. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash Ford and Vegas. You can follow us on Twitter at Ford and Vegas PW. Uh, you can follow me at Ford Complains, and you can follow Vegas at Joey S. Vegas. Vegas, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Great week, week of wrestling this week. Uh, I'm excited for uh, the one match that I know anything about of the Stardom Queen's uh, Queendom or whatever it's called uh, this Sunday with uh, Mercedes Monet and Iwa. What is it? I forget. Her, uh, what's her last name? Iwa Wanatani. Wanatani. I can't. Yeah, you're gonna have to pull that up. Yeah. I knew I know I know, I, know I, knew I can't think of it. But since you brought her up, uh, she's not done. I know Meltzer had said that um, this was supposed to be her last show according to her contract. But uh she says that's not the case. And she's sticking around. Well, okay. as, as she should. We'll start tonight uh where we ended our show last week where we were talking about uh, triple mania 31 in Monterey. I ordered it on pay-per-view just like I said I was going to. And uh, overall the show is decent enough. I don't feel like I got screwed out of my $22, um, $22 and 99 cents. The main event was probably the best match on the card. But I loved, boy, did I love L.A. Park and Rouge against uh, Brood Damon Jr. and uh, Diamante Azul. I know it's DMT Azul now, but um, that was a bloodbath with L.A. Park and uh, Blue Demon Jr. just bleeding, just, just bleeding. You know what I love about Lucha Libre too is they are so obvious that they're about ready to bleed. <laughs> they don't even try to hide it. No, they don't. It is very much out in the open. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so this is the uh, the tournament to where um, when you lose, you move on. And then when you're the last two left, you and your tag partner, you two face each other in a hair versus hair match or a mask versus hair match or you know, whatever the case may be. So it's kind of like a reverse tournament. And L.A. Park and Roosh lost. They didn't get along all that well. Seeing as they've had, they've been feuding for years. I could see <laughs> why. And Vegas, I mean, listen. Bad to the bone hits. George Thorogood hits. The place goes banana. L.A. Park, super over. Super, super over. God damn. He's like, a. you watch that show and you're like, this guy's a megastar. He's going <laughs> to be something someday. And then you realize he's 58 years old. Uh, yeah. But 
Uh, I love LA Park. And uh, I loved that match. They lost when um, LA Park kicked Roosh in the balls. <laughs> and then Roosh got pinned. Fast count, of course. Oh, of course. But uh, Roosh got pinned, and now they move on in the tournament to go up against Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis uh, in, in Tijuana. We'll talk about that in a minute. So, I mean, tremendous, tremendous stuff from that match. The main event, though, I mean, obviously, you got uh, Vikingo, Commander, Rich Swan, who can go when he really wants to, and Worf Strickland, who can go as well. Uh, Phenomenal match. Some missed spots, but that's going to happen when you have the moves. When you do the moves that these guys do, not everything is going to hit perfect always. Uh, you could tell Vikingo is a little, uh, little bumped up there. He's he's hurting for certain, but still a phenomenal match. Definitely would go out of your way to watch the last two on this card. We did get a mask versus match, uh, mask versus mask match. Um, uh, with uh, Miss Disease and uh, Arhenis and uh, Miss Disease won. Arhenis ripped his mask off, beat on Miss Disease, and then he just left. That match was all right. So Miss Spots, instant bloodbath. <laughs> um, but it was good. It was decent enough. Uh, Alberto Del Rio or El Patron Alberto and Pentagon Jr. Uh, defeated Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis in that reverse uh, tag team title tournament. Uh, I haven't seen Alberto wrestle in years. Looked fine to me. Had a great tan. Has a beard now. Oh, of course. Which I'm not used to seeing him with a beard. But uh, that was uh, a decent enough match. I always enjoy uh, Psycho Clown. The uh, Copa Triple Mania match uh, was was pretty good. I mean, just just a, an assortment of guys. Your your guy was in that match, Nino Hamburguesa. Oh yeah, Nino. I love me some Nino Hamburguesa. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a match you definitely do not want to watch. Vampiro against Chess uh, Chessman. Wow, <laughs> what a sloth of a match! I don't even know why Vampiro is still wrestling. I I, I don't get it. And then the opener, the nine-way cage match, had a bunch of high spots. And if you were the last two guys in that match, then you went on and you did the mask versus mask match later on. And uh, that's where we ended up with uh, Miss Disease and Arhanis. But um, some high spots there, guys jumping off the cage and stuff. So that was, that was a pretty good opener. I mean, the crowd was huge crowd. Probably at least ten thousand would be my would would be my guesstimation at that show and the baseball stadium there in in Monterey. And oh, that makes sense. And that sets up the big July show. They moved it. It was supposed to be June. It's now going to be July in Tijuana, which Vegas. I'm I'm hoping that you and I can 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 get to. Yeah, it's not too far of a drive. Uh, it's like two and a half hours, three hours with traffic. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never been to Tijuana, never crossed the border. Uh, and uh, it would be nice to go to this one, you know, big stadium show. My uh, wife's worried. Why? Because it's Tijuana? Yeah, doesn't think, doesn't think we should be going to Tijuana. I mean, there are issues with Tijuana right now, or were issues. Yeah. Um, that's true. She's more worried, I think, about the cops fucking with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is something you don't really have to deal with in America, especially when you're white. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's, uh, yeah, she's like, well, if you guys really want to go, you know, and she goes to a lot of the wrestling shows that we go to. And uh, I asked her, I was like, you want to come with? She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> so, but I, I want to go because I want to see LA Park. I've never been to a Lucha Libre show this, like, on this level. Okay. Yeah. Been to small Lucha Libre shows where they're called Lucha Libre because everyone on the card is Mexican. But this is like real Lucha Libre. Yeah. And uh, never been to one want to go um, you know as we said on our last show we had tickets to the to the los angeles triple a show and they fucked us thank you very much conan yeah so yeah I, i'm I, i'm thinking we should go i'm thinking we we risk it you're gonna definitely drive we're definitely taking your car well yeah we i i wouldn't ask you to to take your uh tesla uh to <laughs> tijuana that's just asking to be robbed. Yeah, I was a little. As my wife's like, you better take his car. Not yeah. that you have like, not that your car is like, you know, not like it's it's not like a clunker. But my wife was like, I don't wouldn't drive that one down there. I was like, yeah, I guess that kind of screams, hey, rob me, especially with the tinted windows. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. And then once they see you get out of there, they're like, oh, these gringo bastards. And, my, and I think my tinted windows would would draw too much attention too. From the cops, probably. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know, and you don't know the laws down there. No oh, idea. Know. <laughs> yeah. So nope. if a cop, the cop pulls you over and says, "Nope, can't have him. You're arrested." You're like, "What are you gonna say? No." Yeah. It doesn't doesn't work like that in other country, in other so countries. I'm thinking, maybe do we? And if anybody's listening to this, and maybe you've been to shows in Tijuana. By all means, give us some pointers because we could we could use some because as you yeah. just heard, neither one of us have ever done it before in our lives. So, yeah, I think we're maybe, gonna do it. I think maybe gonna... maybe we get somebody that uh, speaks Spanish. You know, that's you, what I thought. You I, know, I thought to come with us. Too. Yeah, I thought about that too. The tickets, you know, sitting. Um, Looking at the the way that they have it set up, I think sitting ringside is not as expensive as you would think. But I'm going to no. look it up again. I'm going to look it up again uh, on my Mac instead of on my cell phone, or I'm trying to do it right now on the iPad here, and the things just don't. The zooming, it just doesn't. The, the website does not work well enough to try to do some research on here. I'm going to take it to the Mac and, and I'm going to look it up and I'll let you know, but I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking 
we should go to that Tijuana show. Especially we're going to get L.A. Park and Roosh against Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis. I think it could be a good show. I think it'd be a good show to go to. Well, yeah, and I'm sure Vikingo is going to be on the show. Uh, I'm assuming. Uh, who's he going to face? Obviously, we don't know unless you may know. But, um, I mean, you're going to – and it's it's something different, I think. If when you're seeing these guys in AW or uh, MLW or something like that, when you're seeing them in American promotions on American soil, it's different than going to an actual AAA Lucha Libre show in Mexico. It's got to be. It's just got to be a great experience, I would think. Yeah, an experience that I want to have, and um, you know, I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to, to take my chances that I can't get out of the country alive to go and see it. What the hell? Yeah, you live, you live once, Vegas, and if I die after watching LA Park wrestle, then I guess <laughs> I guess I die after watching LA Park wrestle. It it really matters, like how far the stadium is from the border. Uh, you know, and, and cause obviously the good thing is going to Mexico and driving, you drive the same side of the road as you do in the United States. So, you know, and, and Alto means stop. I know that. So we won't have to worry about, uh, stop signs. <laughs> I, I will say a quick story. The first time that I was in Mexico, uh, and I saw stop signs and it said Alto and I was like, but they're stop signs, not alto signs. It just was funny. Because <laughs> obviously different language, but yeah. it's the same. It's the same octagonal red sign. Oh, is it really? I was going to ask. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it just says alto instead of stop. Uh, somebody who wishes he could run for the border right now is Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, yeah. He's been charged with uh, misappropriating government funds. That's probably a no-no intended for low-income individuals and needy families in the state of Mississippi. He's getting dragged uh, in the same thing as Brett Favre. Yep. The Department of Justice issued a press release uh, today announcing that DiBiase has been charged with six counts of wire fraud, one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, four counts of money laundering, and two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. If convicted, DiBiase faces a maximum of 20 years doing hard time in Cobb County, Georgia. Uh, maybe he won't be there, but he does face 20 years in prison for each wire fraud charge, 10 years for each money laundering charge, and five years for each conspiracy charge. I'll let you do the math. DiBiase, along with others, are alleged to have fraudulently obtained millions of dollars in funds from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Program, or as it's known on the streets as TANF, as well as the Emergency Food Association Program, which on the street is known as TFAP. John Davis was the executive director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services when the alleged scheme took place. He is accused of directing federal funds to two nonprofit organizations and directing them to award sham contracts to various businesses and individuals, including DiBiase's Family uh, Orientum LLC and Priceless Ventures LLC. Millions of dollars are alleged to have been directed to DiBiase's companies for social services that DiBiase did not provide 
and did not intend to provide. He is accused of using the funds to purchase a boat and another vehicle, as well as to make the down payment on a house and other expenditures. Of course, because everybody's got a price. Ted DiBiase Sr., you know him. <laughs> Brett DiBiase and Ted DiBiase Jr. were named in a civil lawsuit by the Mississippi Department of Human Services last May related to the scandal. The lawsuit alleges DiBiase Sr., that's right, million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, owes $1.9 million in illegally obtained funds. DiBiase Jr. owns uh, owes rather $2.8 million, and Brett DiBiase owes $824,000. He kept his uh, illegal doings to a smaller fee. NFL legend Brett Favre is also listed in the lawsuit. So there you go. Uh, very interesting. Those are some stiff, stiff penalties coming. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I Ted, Ted, Ted DiBiase Jr. I don't know what he's been doing, but uh, the million dollar man has been steadily employed for a while now. Uh, you know, so I don't know he's what he's trying. Money. That's what he's been doing. Well, yeah, stealing money. Yeah, I, well, that's just uh, it's funny. There, he could be going to jail. Even the, they they charge you with so many different charges. They just stack them up because they're like, okay, he's probably not going to be guilty of all of them. But if he gets one guilty, he's going at least for five, six years. So, like, it, it's like, dude, you ruined your life over some money. And but that is um, Mayu Iwatani is the uh, name that you were looking for. Yeah, Mayu Iwatani. So that's a big uh, stardom show this uh, weekend. Maybe Ted DiBiase will be watching that show from, from a cell somewhere. I'm sure he's going to post bond and he'll be fine. Oh, I'm sure. He'll be out. Yep. He'll, he'll be on the streets, as they say. AEW was last night. Did you watch that show, Vegas? Uh, not uh, from start to finish. I did not. What did you see? Uh, well, I saw the uh, Juice, because I love Juice and Jay White. Uh, I saw that whole uh, storyline unfold. Um, and then I also saw the main event, uh, with MJF and, um, why am I blanking on his name? No, it's, it's uh, Jungle uh, Boy versus Sammy Guevara. Well, yeah, yes, but MJF was helps. In, yeah, he was involved. Yes. Uh, Wednesday's episode of Dynamite, if you care about this sort of thing, did 830,000 viewers. Down 4% from last week. It's the lowest audience total for the show since February 15th. And it's second lowest for 2023 so far. Why do you think that AEW, I mean, not that, I mean, 800,000, I mean, who cares if what we care about um, as long as the network's happy. But, like, why do they get so low? Like, is it just stagnation? Uh, or is it just, like, too much wrestling during the week and everybody sides with WWE because they've been around longer? Well, no, here's the thing. Well, some of that stuff, yes, went that last point. But Dynamite aired live on the West Coast due to TBS's coverage of a United States versus Mexico soccer game. The show aired head-to-head -head against the NBA playoffs on TNT and the NHL playoffs on ESPN. As compared to the same week of 2022 with similar competition, but in its regular West Coast time slot, Dynamite's overall audience was down 10.8%, while it's 18 of 49 was down 
It's the 18th straight week the show has had a year-over-year decline. So that's kind of stiff. Yeah, that's a little stiff. But I think AEW's audience is the biggest when it's matches that people want to see. And it's a very match-driven rating. Yeah. And it's been that way from the beginning. And it'll probably be that way forever. Yeah. I, 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 that's the problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Tony Khan kind of put himself in a corner. Uh, because, like, you know, they'll advertise, like, oh, uh, you know, Jericho, uh, you know, will be there to talk about something. Or here's an appearance by so-and-so. Uh, and obviously for a live crowd, that's what you want. Obviously, if Jericho's there, MJF, or, you know, Double J, Double J Jeff Jarrett, uh, for you. Um, because if they announce him anywhere in the West Coast, you're going to be going uh, ahead of time. Correct. Um, but, you know, as far as TV goes, if you're like, eh, I don't really need to see this match. Then the pay-per-views are always going to be solid, I feel. They're always going to put on a hell of a pay-per-view. Um, for the most part, but Dynamites, I think, are getting old. And Rampages, uh, they kind of set up themselves for failure uh, from the beginning, I think, on Rampage. So, did you, are you aware that Takeshita has joined up a little bit with the Elite? Uh, yes, I did. It was not Hangman Page who made the save last night. It was Takeshita. Something tells me that Don Callis and Takeshita somehow end up in the VCC. And they're going to need another person after Hangman Page. And that other person is Kota Ibushi. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I knew, I kind of felt Don Callis uh, was going to join VCC because uh, I feel that they might need they, not that they need an, a mouthpiece um, because Brian Danielson, you know, can talk uh, Cesaro can as well a little bit. Um, uh, but I figured he was probably eventually going to turn on the elite. Uh, but that makes sense to have another guy join the BCC um, and, and uh, Takeshita. And yeah, I was wondering where Bushi's going because other than blood sport uh, in LA WrestleMania weekend, you haven't really heard anything about him anywhere didn't he just come out and say that he wants to be signed by yes he did say that tony khan i mean yeah he said that would be where his friends are and that's where he would want to go kota bushi hoping to talk to tony khan soon oh they've already they've already talked i just feel like that Takeshita being in this group is not the fit. But what I think it does is it gets him over. It gets him on TV more. The crowd's going to be super into him because they're already super into him. Now they're going to be more super into him because now they're going to see him all the time. And it sets the stage for the eventual turn. And it will set the stage. For the Kota Bushi debut. 
I mean, that would that's a hell of a prediction uh, there, Ford. Yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I don't know if it's going to actually happen, but I just feel like uh, when they all, you didn't see this last night, but when they raised their hands, the, the Young Bucks, Omega, Callis, and Takeshita, it was Don Callis who was really like, all right, everybody raise our, let's all raise arms, let's all raise up, raise up. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very clearly Don Callis doing it. And when it happened, I instantly thought, well, this ain't gonna, this ain't gonna be how it's gonna be. Because you still have Hangman. And you still have Kota Ibushi floating out there. And I don't know. It just felt like this was not going to be the actual team. The real question is, when do you get, uh, you know, Ibushi? Well, I think I think that's a match that's that match. The ultimate match, if it turns out to be how I just envisioned it, or how I just portrayed it to you, I think that's an all-in match in the UK. Okay. And then, then where does CM Punk figure in then in the UK, if if at all? Well, I don't know. Because maybe, I mean, maybe you can't wait until August. I guess because it is August. Yeah. When's the next pay per view? After it's double or nothing. It's double or nothing, and then that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, because yeah, well, it's double forbidden it, door. But well, yeah, double or nothing, forbidden or uh, yeah, forbidden door. Yeah, and then Wembley. Which and they then, still have not said that Wembley was a pay per view, right? <laughs> I've noticed that every time, yeah. they, every time they bring it up, they say it's Sunday, August twenty seventh, and there's no mention of it being a pay per view, not one. Be, because I don't. Because it, if you look at it, the the timetable, you know, obviously double or nothing a month, pretty much a month from now. Um, you got double or nothing, and then you got Forbidden Door in June, um, and then. In August, you have, you know, Wembley. But then All Out is in September. All Out is supposed to be the next weekend. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. After the UK show. Yeah. September, the first weekend of September. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So that's why I think they don't want it. Because what would happen is if they have all these pay-per-views and they make you do these pay-per-views people aren't, aren't going to spend the pay, uh, you know, the bucks, but it's the following Sunday. Yeah. So how September 3rd. So AEW might have backed themselves into a corner here because you're not, you, when you lead up to a pay-per-view, especially a quarterly pay-per-view, how are you going to maneuver? You know, like you're going to promote Wembley stadium all in and then all out the next weekend. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm I'm surprised that there is an all-out. Or there would be an all-out. Because there's an all-in seven days prior. Correct. You, you can't possibly 
do two fifty dollar pay per views in back to back weekends. No, because one's going. They're both going to suffer. You just can't. No. But Wembley, I mean, what if that's not a pay per view? I know that's what I'm saying. What, what if it's legit Wembley Stadium only, just for the UK? I know. That's. It has no other choice but to be that if there's going to be an all out. True. Because I don't think you could do back to back Sundays of fifty dollar pay per views. No. We no, all. I don't. Go ahead. No, there's there's no way because you're people aren't going to spend their hard earned money fifty dollars each. You know, back to back Sundays. They're going to have to pick. Also, we saw the wrestling debut last night of uh, Jay White. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious what they're going to do with Bullet Club Gold. I'll tell you this. Can I just say this? I don't know if it's because it's new. But Jay White just he does, he seems out of place in AEW. Yeah. And so does Juice Robinson. It just doesn't I don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. But I'm watching him wrestle last night. And maybe it's because he was wrestling commander. There was no real like you know, no real heat. Heat. Um, the crowd got into it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. There's something about it. And maybe you should watch it, and 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 maybe you could either a see what I'm seeing, or or b you can call me crazy. Well, but no, it, it, it doesn't I mean, feel right. I mean, that is one of the matches that I watched. Oh, um, yeah, but. I think it's because you're so used to watching him in New Japan and and having him, uh, you know, either be in the six-man tags or in a main event with Okada or Naito. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to seeing him in the main event. Yes, and you're used to seeing him going, uh, you know, 20 to, to 40 minutes or more, uh, you know, in a couple of ones like that. So you're accustomed to him being main event Jay White, uh, I'm the best, you know, I'm the egomaniac, and now you're having him as a mid-card Jay White. And while, you know, the pop was there and the fans enjoy, obviously, Jay White, uh, you know, and get into the match, you're just not used to seeing him not be in the spotlight. You know, I think that's what it is. It felt... Yeah, it felt out of place. It feels weird. I also think he's just going to get lost. Mm-hmm. You hope that he's too good to get lost. But they've had guys that are too good to get lost. And it's not easy doing what Tony Khan does. I get it. I understand. I, I, I know I've never done it before. But I understand that it's hard to get everybody on TV in, in in three hours of TV time. But 
there's a lot of guys in this company who could be doing a lot more than they're doing. And it's just like with Vince. You know, when Vince was running things and it was like, oh, how could he, you know, how could Vince have dropped the ball on this guy? Or how could Vince have dropped the ball on that guy or that girl or that team or that whatever? It's like you kind of see this in A-Dub. Guys that you think should be on TV, your Miro's. Uh, I think he's having a visa issue, but I mean, I'm sure it's not going to take long for Bandito to get lost in the shuffle. <laughs> now Commander is signed. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's like, if I'm going to watch an American wrestling product, it's going to be AEW. I'm not going to watch WWE. But sometimes when I watch AEW, I'm just like, oh, God, what? Where are these other guys that I can, I want to watch wrestle? And it's like, you only have one world title. And yeah, Jay White's, you know, for an all, ten, all intensive purposes, it's curtain jerking with Juice Robinson. And then, and then after that match, he's getting into a fight with Sean Spears. Oh, no disrespect to Sean Spears, but. And I know he had some shit go down. His mom died. He had a kid. Like I get he's had other shit going on, which is why he hasn't been around. But that's not the only reason why he hasn't been around. Yeah. And it's just like. It's. You know. it, And, and, and that's the thing. It's because we. We watch wrestling outside of America. Japan. Mexico. Stuff like that. But you. It, it is hard. It's hard like. When I look at Miro, like Miro was always mid card, regardless. Now, now I'm not saying he can't wrestle. I I like Miro. I enjoy his matches. He can go, but Jay White, literally, in January, main evented Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, like, and he's main evented Wrestle Kingdoms numerous times, and he's main evented you know, New Japan for a long time, and you bring him in. And, and and again, I love Juice Robinson, but you know Juice Robinson is not a main event guy. And I understand you pairing them together because of, they were both in Bullet Club in New Japan. And as far as I know, Juice Robinson isn't signed in New Japan either. Uh, but I, he might be still. I don't know. I know Jay White's not. But you have a main event guy, you know, and then all of a sudden now he's teaming with Juice Robinson, fading off Sean Spears. Uh, you know, and Starkman Jones. <laughs> you busted out the old name, huh? Uh, yeah, nicely Star- done there. So, so, uh, you know, I, it's it's just one of those things. I I agree with you. Seeing him in the mid cards, like, uh, like where is he gonna go? He he, Jay White should have went in there and started, uh, you know, causing a ruckus in the main event title picture with MJF. I understand they're both heels. I, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, he is a main event guy. Jay White is. And you hope he's going to get there. In yeah. Game. You hope. But, but, I mean, fuck. You know? Tony likes he, – he Tony takes the, 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 the term slow build. <laughs> like, some of his shit is like, are we ever going to get to it? 
are we ever going to have Swerve Strickland and, 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 and Keith Lee? Yeah, right? Is that ever going to happen? Ever? Sometimes they, they you know, the very slow. I mean, you want to talk about slow build, slow burn? AEW is the home of slow build, slow burn. And and that's fine in certain circumstances, but you don't want every feud to be slow burn. That's when I think about when I earlier in this show when I was like, "Oh fuck, pay per views not until all ends not until August." <laughs> yeah, that that might be where he has that penciled in, if that's the way that they go, the BCC against the elite. Yeah, and you think. Well, how the fuck is he going to do that when he's got all these weeks of television? (laughs) He could have these guys work singles matches against each other leading up to it. Yeah. And just stretch it out. I don't know. I just hope that Jay White does not get lost in the shuffle because Jay White should be main eventing uh, pay-per-views against Kenny Omega. Yes. I just, the rule of thumb is if you want a guy to be a main event guy, he's got to beat main event guys. And that's how guys become main event guys. When you have yep. guys beating Jay Browns and then getting beat by other Jay Browns, not saying that Jay White's going to, that's going to happen to Jay White. I'm just saying. I don't know. I think he probably should have beat somebody with a little higher stature than Commander in his first match out. Yeah. I mean I I mean Commander also just, you know, fought Vikingo too for the AAA. Yeah, uh, but no one, that, no one in that crowd saw that. Well that that's true. Where, Wasn't where, it, no, where were well, they last? Where were they last night? Uh, Pittsburgh. Well, They're in Pittsburgh. But but did it no? But didn't Vikingo face Commander, uh, uh, in AEW? When? Uh, I thought it. I thought it was a couple weeks ago, or was it in Ring of Honor? I swear they faced something in one of Tony Khan's uh, deals. I might have been Ring of Honor. Because all all I remember Vikingo doing was wrestling Omega, right? Yeah. Yeah, it could have been Ring of Honor. That that they uh, face each other. Which who the fuck's watching that? I'm well, not... well, not unless you're an honor club member and you pay another subscription price for for matches they recorded like six months ago. Yeah, I didn't watch Ring of Honor when it wasn't owned by Tony Khan. I'm not going to watch it now that it is owned by Tony Khan. Even though you are missing Samoa Joe. Yes, I am missing Samoa Joe. But I mean, I just there's not enough time in a fucking day. <laughs> I know. I know. Between all the other countries that I like to watch, I just can't fit in another American company. Just can't do it. Just cannot be done. Rampage this Friday. I don't know spoilers, thank God. So you don't have to worry about hearing spoilers here. I don't know spoilers either. But I do know Jeff Jarrett's wrestling. Yes. And I do know it's on Saturday night and not Friday night. Hopefully, I don't have to tell my YouTube TV that. But the big news on that one, boy, Jeff Jarrett in an eight-man tag 
it's Jarrett and Lethal teaming up with FTR against four Jay Browns. Couldn't even tell you who they were. What? <laughs> and what is with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett teaming with like random people? Is it Damari? Like- <laughs> so, uh, so how they set that up? Did you see how they set it up or no? Uh, I, I, I heard about it. I didn't. Okay. See. Yeah. So Briscoe got jumped. And then FTR like ran into the dressing room to check on Briscoe. Jarrett and the boys were already there checking on him. And Mark's like, I want the two of you guys, the four of you guys to team up. Do it for me. And they're like, I will do it for you, Mark. And now they're doing it for Mark. So there you go. But I can't tell you who it was. Who they're I I think it's Davari. Maybe some guy named Slim J. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't either. They're not fucking important enough for me to know. No, which uh, which 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 tells you probably who's going to win. Oh, you like, goddamn right, baby, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, the guitar shot. I hope we get a guitar shot. We haven't we haven't gotten one since we saw one in January. I'm which pretty, is, which is oh, great. We, we did get one over Orange Cassidy's knee. Well, that doesn't really count. Yeah, I don't think we've had an over-the-head guitar shot in a while. It's high times that we get some fucking guitar shots from Jeff Jarrett, God damn it! <laughs> you want me to tweet Tony Khan that? Can you please? Yeah. Jarrett's birthday is coming up. He's only got a couple months left of being the double nickel, which is, by the way, like a great age. Because it has like a cool moniker you can give it, double nickel. <laughs> that's also like a basketball reference when a guy scores 55. Yeah. I think that's the last number where you can kind of give yourself like a cool nickname. Double Like what other age, you know, can you give yourself like a cool number nickname? I, I think mean, that's maybe a hundred. What are you, a dollar? Like there's no 100. <laughs> You're a century. You're a centurion. I don't know. I feel like double nickels, like the last like cool age that you could use a cool moniker or nickname for the number. Eh, probably. When you're 81, you could be Kobe. But double nickel. Jarrett needs to get in some more uh, guitar shots there. And now I'll be finding myself watching another episode of Rampage. Well, Tony Khan just knows how to get you to watch. Yep. And that um, AEW show that we talked about last week uh, really seems to be like it's going to be a thing. Saturday nights. AEW Collision. And it sounds like it's going to be on TNT. And it's not going to be 6.05. No. Nope. And it's uh, supposedly going to revolve around CM Punk. And it's going to be an A show. Rampage just gets, I mean, only the hardest of hardcores are going to watch Rampage. Yeah, you might as well, you might as well put Rampage on YouTube. Only the hardest of the hardcores are going to watch that show. And I'm not even one of those people. No, not if you had, not, not, not if you have a, a Wednesday night, a show and a Saturday night, a show. My wife thinks I'm a hardcore fan. She has no idea. No, I go, you want the truth? Truth is, 
I don't watch dark. I don't watch dark elevation. I don't watch fucking rampage unless Jarrett's on it. And I will only watch Jarrett's match. And then I turn it off. I'm not that much of a hardcore. She thinks I'm a hardcore, but I'm not really hardcore. Not that hardcore. Plus that there's too much wrestling as it is. Way too much. I mean, you got Champion Carnival. You got to watch. I mean, you got I'm New too, Japan I'm too behind that. I fucking I've already given up on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt yeah. two shows behind, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna when's the next show? I'm gonna watch that next. Try to watch that next show, and then that's it. I'm, I I missed two shows. I'm not even gonna try to watch. I'm not even gonna try to watch them. They're in the rearview mirror now. Yep. It's not enough time in a day. Especially when you have a real job and you work 45, 50 hours a week. You just, it's just not enough time. No, not enough time at all. So, uh, Vegas, if you don't have anything else, I think that pretty much uh, wraps us up. We did uh, DiBiase Jr., we talked Dynamite, talked Triple Mania 31. And uh, oh, this stardom show. Where'd it go? The stardom show that you talked about is the 23rd. It's the All-Star Grand Queendom. And uh, Julia's defending the World of Stardom Championship against Tam Nakano. Saya Kamatani defends against uh, Mina Shirakawa, the Wonder of Stardom Championship. The IWGP Women's Championship's on the line, and Mercedes Monet defends against Mayu Iwatani. Siori versus Chihiro Hashimoto, the artist of stardom champions prominence, which looks like it's a three-chick title. Hiraki uh, Kirumi, Raiza Sira, and Suzu Suzuki will defend against Restart, which is Kairi, uh, Natsupoi, and uh, Sohori Anu, probably pronounced a couple of those wrong <laughs> goddesses of stardom champions seven up will defend against gold's eye he mecca versus micah starlight kid and may sira against may saruga and to be announced club Ven- uh, venus and secla against ode tai queen's quest which is utami hayashida and Mayu Amasaki against Fuwa-chan, and to be announced. And lastly, but most likely firstly, the Yokohama Rumble match. So that sounds like a, I mean, that is a lot going on there. Yeah, man. And I'm assuming that's going to be on fight, on some sort of uh, pay-per-view, would be my guess, my best guess. Uh, no, I think I think it's a, is it might be a Stardom streaming service. Okay. Oh yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, oh yeah, Stardom does have a streaming service. Yeah, with Chris uh, Charlton uh, being English commentator uh, and uh, a couple other people that I don't know who they are. Mercedes Monet, and this will this will piss off the WWE fans. Finally, getting to create the magic she always wanted was her exact quote. Oof. Oh boy, shots fired. Well, that sounds like a pretty, I, I know a lot of those names. I know I butchered a few of them, but 
I do know a lot of those main event names that are going to be on this card on the 23rd. So a couple of days from now. You gonna watch that show or no? Okay. I mean I might I might watch, you know, some matches if I could find them. Uh, you know, because I do not have stardom uh streaming. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk about that next week. But they'll be better than anything uh AW or WB can come up with in the women's division. Oh yeah. I do know that. I may not know much, but I do know that if you want great women's wrestling, you don't go to America for that. No offense. Some, I'm sure, has been taken. Just saying. And again, it's all subjective. It's just my my one opinion. <laughs> for uh, Vegas, um, I'm Ford. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at Ford in Vegas PW. I'm at Ford Complains. He's at Joey as Vegas. And we are done here. We'll see you guys next time right here on Ford in Vegas, a pro wrestling podcast with two friends who ate each other. And one more time for old time's sake, Vegas, fuck you.